anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring. And we will do it together. Hello and welcome to Cruising Together, the show where we discuss the filmography of one Tom Cruise. More on him in a minute. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Schiegel. I'm your other host, Chris Jerusso. And we are joined today by our guest, a a a downright, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Infamous legend. Infamous legend, verbal vagabond? Yes. Yeah. A verbal vagabond, verbal Jared vagabond. Osborne. Yeah. Hello there. Hello, Jared. And, Talk and, right into that microphone. And and Chris, how did you just say your name? Chris Jerusso. I always say Chris Jerusso. Yeah, that's. There's no I in it. Well, there is There's an no I, I in it. team. Because <laughs> I could have sworn there was an I in your. Yeah, name. but now I now I use a me. That was G me a. All these years I've been saying Russo. Chris Jerusso. Well, that's like that's like the American Russo. pronunciation of it. Oh, okay. The the correct Italian pronunciation of G I A is Ja, one syllable. Ja. It's like a regular Busolato Bucciolato argument. Well, that's not an argument. I know. Steve Busolato is going back to Bucciolato. I know. Like his brother did. I we, know. Nobody uh, knows who look, that is, though. Let's not I'm argue sure they, about they this. Might. We're not arguing. We're discussing. Sounds like an argument. Okay. Well, now, when we the theme song was playing towards uh-huh. the end of it, you pointed at the screen. Yes. Jared, a window came up, and, and Greg, Greg looked over at it, it, and he wanted to sh- like, did he catch something? There's yeah. some mistake. We've no, been he making? waved me off. He was like, "It's okay." He gave yeah. me the "It's okay, oh, okay" wave and look. Yeah, he was like, he was expecting that. Yeah, the theme song at a certain point spikes, uh-huh. like all the music like picks up, and it hits the feedback right. on because I thought he might have been on because, you know, we've been talking about some AV equipment yes. since he came in here. He's and Jared Osborne is kind of an expert on all things. I, I wouldn't say an expert. I would. <laughs> That's because you're not an expert. You Jack like keeping all? your head how, in the sand. How dare you? <laughs> Here I go. I compliment the guy. And your then head, and then he, his immediate reaction is to insult me. I'm not insulting you. I'm we invite him onto our show. Me. Oh, man. Now before we started recording, <laughs> the verbal brinksmanship begins. <laughs> brinksmanship. What does that word mean? That That's what bunch used to call. What we did in the bullpen. Bunch Verbal being Steve Bunch, Steve the bullpen Bunch. being the Marvel Comics bullpen. Yes. Production area of Marvel Comics yes. where you used to work is how we know you. Yes. Where Chris Jerusso used to work, too. It's a yeah. great summary of uh-huh. events. Hey, we got to bring Steve people up Bun- to speed. And, and we used to, uh, I guess you'd call it a game or a... Uh, I don't know, social interaction that Bunch would refer to as verbal brinksmanship. And that's Steve Bunch from Steve the Marvel Bunch. Bullpen, which is where you used to work and at first Marvel of Comics. all, if you, if you want to picture the Marvel Bullpen, picture a, a large open area with at, at its peak had about 30 people in it. All right, I'm picturing a farm. Um, no, it's a <laughs> building. I'm picturing but, the Marvel Bullpen. But oh. I used to work in. <laughs> How about that? But no large open area, I think either farm or ice skating rink. But, but I say I'm, open I'm area the, because there are no cubicles. And then I'm going to add about... 18 people to it because you said 30. Yeah. When I was there, there was like 12. Okay. At its height. At 18, that's going to make 48 people. Having, having taking, <laughs> taken pictures one day of it at its height from Virginia to George Russo. Virginia, a person, not the state. Right. Virginia Romita, wife of John, legendary comic artist John Romita. Mother, mother of, of legendary, legendary comic, comic artist John Romita Jr. Jr. <laughs> and daughter of her parents. Production manager at Marvel Comics for many, many years. 
Um, or what was it? Traffic manager, production. I don't remember Doesn't what matter. her title was, but That's she was the in past, charge of the man. bullpen. We're not about the past. Uh, you're the one who keeps. I'm just trying to describe what verbal <laughs> yeah. brinksmanship is, Greg, and you Greg just let us, keep Greg let us down the path of like <laughs> filling in the gaps, and then Jared doesn't know where to stop. <laughs> yeah, because uh, every time I mention a name, you explained who they were, so I figured I may as well explain who they were. All but right. anyway, picture verbal these brinksmanship. Picture these thirty people in a in a room with drafting tables, no yeah. cubicles, and everybody there was a creative person. Everybody there, even though our job was boring as all get-go, everybody there was a creative person. And we were allowed to talk all day. So we would spend all day doing our job and talking to each other. And this game developed where you would be, you're basically, and to call it a game, you know, we would, it would just happen. And uh, everybody would just try to make somebody else mad. So that's what all you're doing. You're sitting there, you're talking to each other, and you're trying to, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like the dozens, only much slower, <laughs> and lasted all day. So, so what does the word brinksmanship mean? The brinksmanship, like nuclear brinksmanship, like you're on is, the brink of is, yes, where okay. you both the U.S. and the Soviets went as close to the brink as they can, okay, without actually starting a nuclear war. Got it. So you want to get the person as mad as you can without actually starting a fist fight. Okay, so fisticuffs was the cutoff. Yeah, the no fisticuffs. You would say it would be and, the fist cutoff. Right. Okay. And usually the person who and the other person knows you're trying to get them mad. So they're trying so it's hard game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they're trying not to get mad. But sometimes you just get mad. You can and 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 that's and it's funny when the other person realizes they're mad and they're lost. They're just like, they're double mad because now they've lost and they're mad. Or you get somebody shows up that hasn't worked there ever, Chris does not know, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't know the rules of like, oh yeah, they're trying, they're doing this on purpose just to get you mad. We had to stop playing this game with Chris because he was fighting the wars. He would get into the, he would lose the fisticuffs. He wouldn't. He, no, nobody. He never threw a punch. No, no. He wouldn't. He wouldn't throw. There, no, no. There was I beat no, up like five people. <laughs> there was no punches being thrown, but he'd get genuinely mad and upset with everybody. Everybody else would understand it's a game that we're playing. Right, I'm gonna modify you your statement. <laughs> everybody. Most. I got upset with everybody. <laughs> Probably the only person I ever got upset with was you. <laughs> <laughs> That's because most people wouldn't mess with you. Because you were fighting the wars over. Well, I, we, I, we refer to fighting the wars as when Chris would sit by himself, <laughs> do his job, and mumble. And you'd look over for him, and he'd mumble. have a mad look on his no, face, no, no, no. and he'd be mumbling or something. He doesn't I, remember any of this. We all remember it. War as hell, man. I remember all of it. <laughs> Tell me what I remember. <laughs> You've told us before that you sit, never I did didn't that. sit and mumble. I, do re- I, I would sit, you know, and I would, like, kind of go to another place. <laughs> yeah. you, could see it, you could see it in my eyes glaze over, <laughs> you know, while I'm waiting for a page to to transform uh-huh. or something. Uh, that's a Photoshop term. Yeah. And uh, But for the most part, you know, like you talk about this verbal brinksmanship. Right. And you say, oh, it's like the dozens. Where, you know, I grew up, it was just like, you know, guys, and if you played any kind of sport in school or Little League or whatever, it's just that you're just the whole life is p- people messing with you. So... I, I recognized it to a degree, and in fact, like the first time Johnny and Thomas started messing with me. That's Johnny Green and Thomas Velasquez. John, Johnny Green used to wave <laughs> me off. Work? 
they worked in the Marvel bullpen, which is where we all know each other yeah. from. Yeah. Johnny Green used to wave me off if from messing with Chris. He'd just look at me and go, no, and wave his hand. <laughs> That's when I know Chris is fighting the wars well, not the, to go The over first there. time Johnny and Thomas were like, kind of like, started, I was like, oh, I'm, they accept me now. Can, can I... I t- can I tell you when I had a stop when I stopped messing with you? Sure, is, sure. Is, is when it was one. I can't even remember what. For, just some offhanded comment to me, you know, just verbal brinksmanship stuff. Sure, of I course. I don't even remember saying it. And um, and it must have made Chris feel real bad, but I didn't know it. So you know, like he you know goes away like he usually does. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. Two days later, I'm overhanging with Johnny and Thomas and Chris over at their place. And Chris, out of nowhere, just starts yelling at me at the comment I made two days ago. Nice. And I was like, oh, man, I got to lay off. If he's thinking about this for two days, I got to lay off, man. Because well, that's not what I want to do to him. I do not want him s- sitting around the, seething for two days about some off the Did I say the, the jerk store called and they're running out of you? <laughs> it, it, it was the equivalent of that, only it went on for ten minutes and you weren't stopping. <laughs> the, the wars got out of your head and into your mouth towards me. And I was like, whoa, I got to... I, I, I think I just broke Chris. <laughs> So we're talking about cocktail today. <laughs> and before we do that, before we start recording, we were talking about digitizing analog content. Yep. Turning VHS tapes into digital content, etc. And it was brought up, Jared, yep. that you digitize receipts. And it, then you started telling a story and Chris said, This should be recorded. <laughs> and I said, All right, let's run that theme song. And now ten minutes later we are ready to hear about this receipt situation. It's, it's not quite digitizing receipts. It's a little nuttier than that. <laughs> and I'm the guy with problems. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying I'm not nutty. You're just, Chris, you're fighting a war. Jerry's in an asylum. Yeah, there got, we go. They locked me up already. Yeah. What is it no called more. when you when you like sign up for, for service and you're not eligible because you're a lunatic? I was sectioned eight. Yeah. I, I was like that Alice's Wait, Restaurant isn't Section song. Eight like that's when they kick you out. That was Radar. I mean, Clinger from Mash. I thought oh. Section Eight was uh, that's Wilson's low comic income. book impr- yeah. imprint. Yeah, but that that was what um, Clinger on Mash was always trying for by See, wearing the one that the dressed dresses. like a lady. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's trying for the Section Eight. Got it. Um, I've never seen a whole episode of Mash. Thank uh, you. Four <laughs> F is that when they don't let you in because you have flat feet. I don't know what the mental one is. Yeah, because all four of your feet are flat. I thought it was four, four for the number of feet. You're missing a thumb, so you can't really <laughs> hold a gun. F, F stands for feet. But anyway, as I was explaining with the receipt situation. Yes, please explain the receipt that situation. Being that I'm a non-famous Chris artist. Chris has put his microphone down for you to explain the receipt situation. Oh, my God. He's <laughs> taking all his gear off. Chris is now oh, he's taking the, a layer he's taking of clothing. He's taking his shirt off because it's oh, hot in here. Before we, reco- before we continue. Yeah. No, continue. Okay. <laughs> 2008, I got into the habit, because I'm a non-famous artist who makes a lot of art and then just sticks it in a closet somewhere because no one's buying my stuff, It does, that does not give you the sense that you've ever done anything. Because I do something, I stick it in a closet, I forget about it, and I'm thinking about the next thing. So the sense, sense of accomplishment is very little. Fleeting. Fleeting. Yeah. There we go. I like words sometimes. Uh, that's, that's a more apt word. Um, fle- so the sense of accomplishment is fleeting. So what I started to do right about then is um, in my uh, Mac calendar, my calendar app on my uh, computer, 
instead of writing down what I had to do, because my calendar is basically empty. Sure. I got I got no I put I don't have anything on my calendar. I started writing down what I did. Okay. So I would write down what I did that day. Worked on this painting, worked on that painting, you know, what how much how many paying hours I put in at what, you know, freelance stuff I was doing. So now at least if I needed a little sense of accomplishment, I could look at my can flip through my calendar and say, "Oh, look, look at all this stuff I got done." <laughs> Okay, sure. You know, even if the stuff wasn't immediately in front of me, which another sometimes you got to pull your stuff out and look at it to give yourself a sense of accomplishment, I could at least look at the calendar. Then one day, I was like, being that I'm a freelancer, I save receipts from everything. Sure. Um, and I've got receipts stuck in my garage going back to 1990. Oh, he's got a garage. Fancy, fancy, garage, Suburban house, so it comes with a garage. I rent. Um, But anyway. So you have all these receipts I said, you know what? I should get rid of these receipts because I don't really need receipts from 1990. No. The rule is seven years, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then I started looking through them and realized I could... Do research on hey. myself hey, and see these, where I was. This is a lot of fun reading these receipts. It's fun. It's just, first of all, back to Marvel for a second. I was never full time at Marvel like these guys were. I was right. a freelancer. I remember. So I came in. I would work for a month and then go so home. So he, he would come in, poke the bear, <laughs> leave early. He would come in before make the my, explosion. Make my days easier. <laughs> <laughs> for about a month, and then it would go back to being a challenging, more challenging job when it, Jared would leave. <laughs> but anyway, I, I discovered I had all my Marvel receipts. So I was like, I could see exactly what days I worked at Marvel in the 90s, which I would not know otherwise. So I started going through them, and I, could, and I also used to, being that I, was, I you know, lived in the suburbs and it was a long commute in, I would commute in on Monday, stay with my friends uh, John and Ed all through the week and then go home on Saturday. So I could see what we did that week due to whatever, where we were. Because I had my freaking ATM receipts in there, too, for no particular reason. So ah, like, oh, memories. I was at the... I was um, at the ATM on Court Street this week, so we we were there. I remember Court Street. Oh, this is where <laughs> I, I took out 40 bucks. That's Brooklyn, for you who don't know. Um... So and how many hours a day do you spend with these receipts? I, I actually I was actually <laughs> doing it for about a month, like a year and a half ago, and then I stopped because I got bored. I did maybe two years worth of receipts. Do you receipts. have a pile on your nightstand? You like as you go to bed, you can kind of like flip. No, I have to go through them again. I I still have like fifteen years worth of receipts I want to go through, but has, you know I didn't find the time has yet. Dateline or Forty Eight Hours been in touch with you? To I need a, a someone story? to be my researcher on me. Okay, because you know it was fun doing research on me for a while, but now I need. I need an intern, like Kramerica. I d- don't tell me you haven't watched any uh, Seinfeld. I've seen along every with, Seinfeld. Okay, S- every single one. Don't know about Seinfeld. <laughs> well, he doesn't know about George Mash Kostanza before. I believe this. Seinfeld is better than Mash. Uh, yes, it is. Okay, but, done. Um, done. But to be fair, Mash and Seinfeld were on at the exact same. That's time. That's also true. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed MASH. There was, it was a, I had a good time watching MASH, but I don't think I'll watch much MASH again. Much Seinfeld, MASH. Though I that haven't, should be a new show, much MASH. Though I haven't watched a whole lot of Seinfeld in recent years. Mash, that, MASH. That's just because I watched them all 90 times. I was like, you know what? I, I've, I've kind of had it. There's an episode Chris hasn't seen. Which one was it? We were talking about it the other day. Do you remember? 
Yeah, there are some Seinfelds I haven't seen. Favorite Which is Seinfeld I brought up that you hadn't seen. The one you brought up that I haven't seen. I can't specifically tell you because I haven't seen it. Good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you remember the conversation about it? I do remember we had a conversation. Favorite yeah, Seinfeld so. episode? I don't know if I could pick a favorite, but the Merv Griffin is set. Good. My favorite Seinfeld no, episode. On. I love that one? one. Kramer finding the Merv Griffin set out of nowhere. I just love that. But anyway, I like the alternate side. Oh, the Bizarro? No, no. It's called the alternate side. It's where uh, George is parking the cars. The Saddam Hussein. Ah, no, okay. Elaine is dating the old man who has a stroke. Yes. Can't blend cookies. And George is at unemployed, so he's supposed to be changing the cars. Sides he's changing of the, the cars. These pretzels are making me thirsty. It. The rental car. Is that what I want to know is who's putting your pants on? Yes. <laughs> That's the one. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so if there's an intern out there who wants to go through my receipts and enter them in my calendar for where I was. Or if there's an intern out there that wants to go through Jared's artwork <laughs> and maybe... Put a, come up with some kind of platform with which to sell it. <laughs> or even display it. I have tons of platforms to sell display it. it. Just dis- isn't it online on the internet? Yeah, but n- you wanna, who looks? That? I don't, it doesn't look. That's mo- right. Nobody used that internet. Is, that's a, the that's internet a is huge. No one's going to my you website. You need to get an intern that specializes in marketing. I'm on Instagram, you know all that do? stuff. You gotta get Facebook. You've got to get on a podcast that maybe people will listen to. And talk about this stuff, and then maybe they can look it up. People listen to this podcast? I don't know yet. Okay. We're recording a lot of these in advance. You're, I, I am a fan of Jared's artwork. It's pretty trippy. More people. And he's a great photographer. The photography is, art. is the jam. I don't have it hanging up, but I have, a, I have a Jared Osborne photography collage piece that is a prize of my possessions. He also does these things he calls the mod men. Mod men, which are like these, like I've got a webcomic, just abstract, like flat color figures. I I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just that's a pretty good description, <laughs> is it? Yeah, radiantcomics.com. You can see my. Uh, I could just see them as like I, if, if it was like a deck of trading cards, I would buy away. it. Look at this guy plugging his thing. I, do you you know more people watch my pull list on YouTube than go to my webcomic? So if you. That's the key to popularity is talking about something that's already popular. Did so you're know? on something with this Tom Cruise oh my, thing. Is Tom did Cruise you know? popular? Yes, he is. Wait, did you know that more people don't know who I am than do? <laughs> that's not true. That's 100% true. No. Yeah, it's a fact. I'd say at least 75% of people know who you are. Who do you think is more famous, Chris Jeruso or Greg Shegel? Chris Jeruso. Chris Jeruso? Depends on how you pronounce the names. <laughs> I'm try- I'm going with your pronunciation from now on. Well, Even then nobody tough, knows me. Well, since for you, 20 you, years, I've been going with G. Russo. How are you defining famous? Because there's a freaking eye in there. Define famous. The number of people who know you without ever having met you. Chris. Easy. I could say Greg easy. The 75% of people in the world know Greg. 80% of the people know Chris. Well... Now I think you guys are just making up statistics. Uh, I'll need something to back this up. Just, hey, check the internet, man. <laughs> check the internet. Never lies, Jared. Uh, check the internet for boobies. That's Jared, it. going through. <laughs> They're on there. <laughs> Simple Google image search will get you boobies. What? <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you just type in boobies into Google, you'll... you have to put parentheses around it, though. Quotes. Probably. Quotes. Yeah, yeah. Or parentheses. I think if you do parentheses, period, close parentheses, you'll find a booby somewhere. Anyway, Chris was saying. I was going to ask Jared, if in all of your receipt digging and reviewing, uh-huh. have you come across your movie stub, your ticket stub for 
the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail? No, because I saw it on cable. Before you get to that, this is I just want to set this up because we're doing this recorded at a different time than normal. Without revealing what time it is, I want everybody to say how long ago you woke up. This is there's a clock right over there too. I woke up about an hour and thirty minutes ago. Ninety minutes ago I I, I woke up. I woke up four hours ago. <laughs> okay. Chris? Three hours ago. All right, so we're doing pretty good. We had a commute to get here, but I'm a morning person, Listen, so we're not Woo-hoo! revealing what time it is or uh, where we my are. My condolences. <laughs> Chris is fighting the wars in the morning. So you saw cocktail on cable. Yes. Now, when we talked to you about doing this show, yes, and Chris was the one that spoke to you directly about it. Yes. My understanding was you requested to discuss cocktail. If, if I had to pick a Tom movie to to to, to talk about, it would be cocktail. So then you showed up, and we were talking about having watched the movie because Chris and I like to refresh ourselves if right. we have or haven't seen the movie. I saw it when I was a kid. I didn't remember it at all. Chris, had you ever seen it? I had seen some of it, yeah, but not all of it, and I you know, remembered very little. Now, you showed up and said, oh, I haven't rewatched it since no. I saw it. I haven't seen it since the early 90s, <laughs> but I did see it a good half dozen times <laughs> okay. on cable because it ran all the time. <laughs> So why why this movie of all the of all the cruise movies? Because of its message. All right, bookmark that. <laughs> okay, <'cause> I'm curious. <laughs> Chris, yes. Did you get a message from this movie? Did I get a message? Yeah. Did you see a message in this thing? Um. Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing that I can immediately come. I mean, if I if I sat and reflected a little bit longer, specifically thinking, what's the message? Yeah. I would say it's probably something like there's no quicker path to fame and success than being a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it, if if there is a message, I think the message is probably a, a an attempt to say money isn't everything. You can get tempted. You can get tempted by all the fame and success of bartending, but if you don't get into it for the right reasons, you know, which is serving drinks to people in a timely fashion and make sure that they're all happy, you know, and you're more preoccupied with the fame that comes with it, then you might find yourself in hot water and, you know, your life could fall apart. <laughs> you would think that was the message. <laughs> you know, and what is because the message? that's the common Hollywood message. So what is the message, Jared? The message is... Don't push me. Well, first of I'm all, no. The edge. And a normal Hollywood movie of this type, which this was Wait, for most you gotta of you got to give me something for that. What? Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Don't oh, push me. Yeah, that's the message. Because I'm close he, to he the totally, edge. He totally went right, right past my uh, condolences uh, I was comment. thinking he, about he the just message. Said, and he said I was, I was fighting the war. Yeah. <laughs> he said he's in mourning. I said my condolences. Oh, Chris is over here fighting the war. Yeah. I didn't even acknowledge the brilliance of that. He's missing all the brilliance. Some listeners are hearing it. Sometimes you guys think you're brilliant and you're really not. I hate to tell you. <sighs> He's just so well, caught up in being I mean, an expert on everything. I mean, you missed the message. Yeah, let's hear of the message. Cocktail. How let's, can you be brilliant? Let's hear the message of cocktail. Okay. And your normal Hollywood movie. <laughs> yeah. With a where there's a romantic comedy. Well, there's a, there's a romance in most Hollywood movies, as there is in cocktail. I remember yeah. it. And in most movies, what happens is boy meets girl. Boy meets girl. Boy loses girl. Boy is a jerk. 
for some reason, it's usually the boy who's a jerk in these movies. Well, that's how he loses the girl. Hey, men are pigs, am I right? (laughs) I hear you, girlfriend. That's right. I thought men were dogs. (laughs) All dogs go to heaven. All those things may be true. Dogs are loyal. But anyway, usually the guy is a jerk and loses the girl. Uh Uh-huh. And then he finds another girl. And then, through the second half of the movie, the guy has to redeem himself. And then at the end of the movie, ends up with the girl because he has redeemed himself. He is no longer a jerk. He, and the happy couple right. I think I know off. what you're about to say. In this movie, he Tom Cruise never not. redeemed himself. <laughs> he was a jerk. He lost the girl. And at the end of the movie, they get, eh, you're a jerk, but you're Tom Cruise, so what the heck, I'll be with you. That's what I like about That's this what you movie. Like about this the movie. message of this movie is it's okay to be a jerk as long as you look like Tom Cruise. I you mean, that's that kind of. I'm not saying I could pull that off not looking like Tom Cruise. I know that. I know it's a fantasy. But it hasn't stopped <laughs> you from being a jerk. It has not <laughs> stopped me from being a jerk. All the time. <laughs> hey, I, Thus, you are the grand champion of the verbal brinksmanship. I don't get to play. I mean, I, I'm, out, I'm like the champion who hasn't played in. 10 years, so I don't know if I'm the champion anymore. Speaking of ber- verbal brinksmanship, uh-huh. earlier you said something something was all get-go instead of all get-out. I always heard the expression is with all get-out. You all said get with all go? get-go. I don't remember what the what was the beginning of the expression. I don't know. I know I've said get-go. I can't think of... I've never said get-out. Interesting. I don't, I don't know which exact expression you're talking about. You'll have to listen back. You know why you haven't said get out? <laughs> because people leave long before you're tired of them. <laughs> See, now we're getting to a little ber- verbal you know, brinksmanship you know here. The, you know, people say like, oh, this guy was uh, crazy's all get out. Right. You say crazy's, crazy's all, all get go. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would say get go before get out. How come? Get why? How because come get why? go is alliterative, and that's because, the way that because it's get said go can me. save you fifteen percent on your car insurance. <laughs> Fair. Enough. Oh, my goodness. Punning is not allowed in verbal brinksmanship. Punning is certainly allowed. Oh, okay. Then I guess I'm disqualified. (laughs) You can stop attacking me. Punning is certainly allowed on cruising together. (laughs) (laughs) Punning is the lowest form of humor. Just remember that. It is the highest art of this show. It's the the basis of it all. (laughs) I've been told that the lowest form of humor is usually whatever form of humor I have just used to frustrate somebody. People do say sarcasm. Sarcasm well. is yeah. usually... I think that's the best. No, punning. He who would pun would pick a pocket. There's all sorts of you know sayings about it. Yeah, I've heard that one a million times. My peas are popping. Yeah, you just I'm making the, lights turn red. Yeah, you just made a light turn red <laughs> by popping that pea. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. Well, he, Greg will fix that in that post. Guy you know what he did? Nursery rhymes. <laughs> he, 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 he went to the brink but did not cross it with those peas. Audio brinkmanship. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amazing. Greg's thinking. Greg I can looks see like he's I about see to Greg <laughs> begin a new... He's got the thinking gesture in his hand. I thought I had something and then it just left. It just left. I was going to say something about this movie. Who's in this movie? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And I want to say something. I got to say something about Tom Cruise. The guy was not Michael Caine. Tom Cruise's real name Uh is Thomas Cruise Mapother IV. And I just learned the other day something that's going to blow minds. It's pronounced Maypother. Maypother? 
May we, Potter. Do we gotta go? Are we gonna go and re and edit all the previous podcasts we've recorded? I think it's worth because we haven't released them yet. I think it's worth people spoilers. Seeing the change. I was reading some trivia about Tom Cruise, uh-huh. and one of the trivia said his his actual last name is pronounced like May Bother, with a P instead of a B, May Pother. So you thought it was May Pother. So you're saying if he was in the NFL, he like, could put May Pother four on the back of his jersey now. I just made a sports reference that yeah. neither of these are going to, neither of these. Yeah, I know what sports are. I know what a jersey is. And I know what a name is. Do you know that, <laughs> well, do you know that you weren't allowed to have three or four or junior on your jerseys until RG3 came into the league three years ago? Huh? Huh? That was the NFL joke I was making. But what about when Grover Washington Jr. was in the NFL? He was not allowed to have Washington Jr. on the back of his jer- jersey. He could just have Washington. And then Tom his number. Cruise was in the NFL. Before three years ago, he could only have, what was it, Wapother? Maypother. He could only have Maypother and not Maypother. Now he could have Maypother 4. Maypother. That's like the boat that the Pilgrims came on. That's right. But when Tom Cruise played uh, whatever, Yurkovich or whatever his name was in All the Right Moves, that had his name on his jersey, I think. Or his high school team, so it didn't have his name on it. Yurkovich Jr.? That's, isn't that David Yurkovich, the cartoonist? Yeah, I'm not, it wasn't Yurkovich. What was the guy's name in uh, <laughs> I don't remember. All the Right Moves? How am I supposed to know? I don't know. We're the experts. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you the guys watching all these Tom Cruise yeah, movies? Yeah, we watch them, right. we record, and then we move on. Right, you might have a point there. Who was the female lead in this movie? I can't Elizabeth remember. Elizabeth Shue. Oh, it was Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. Ah, Who? Okay. For some reason, I remember it being it's a very brunette, attractive. Elizabeth yeah, Shue have you ever noticed that like, a lot of the women they put in these movies... Are good looking. I, it's it's kind of crazy. She has remained very attractive after all these years. She's on that CSI program, still very attractive. Was she the one? Who was the one? I think it was Elizabeth Shue, who was in some Bayou movie in the late '90s, where she wore a tight dress the whole time and was sweaty. That's all I remember about the movie was her in a tight dress. A Bayou movie. It was uh, one of these Eve's Bayou. <laughs> That's the only Bayou. It just I took think place of. in like. Louisiana or somebody even I can't even remember or all somebody, I remember Louisiana or somebody or someplace <laughs> <laughs> Louisiana you know Louis this is the stuff that went on in the bullpen all day you've never heard of Louis Zuana? <laughs> yeah Lou Cypher or somebody like that yeah or somebody like Louis yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who else is in this movie who else is in this movie? The dad from Beverly Hills 90210. I don't know. Is Beverly he just Hills a background character at the yes. bar? I thought that was him, and I was like, "Is that?" I was like, "I am not." Hold keep on a second. Pausing just you, to make sure. You guys watched Beverly Hills 90210? Yeah, that's our generation, yeah, bro. Dude. Yeah, old man. You guys are nuts. I watched it up until Dylan McKay's dad dies in a car explosion, and I yelled at TV, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen," and I stopped watching it. I can't tell you the history of how many shows and what order I watched them for Beverly Hills 90210. No. That's one of those things that's just like you're aware, like you've heard of it. You could probably name characters from it. Um There was that I guess not. Oh no, I think I do. I'm trying to think. Well, we all fondly remember uh the dad. Okay. <laughs> that's why he jumped out when I was I, watching Cocktail like I have Wait a minute. I think I once again back in the bullpen days in Beverly Hills 90210 was big in the early 90s. There was a few people watching it. Dave Sharp being, I think, the biggest 90210 fan. Now, and I Dave watched, Sharp is a big man. Yes. Now, do you mean he's like big the fan. biggest man that you know that liked it? The or biggest fan. I meant enjoyed to say it that more way. than most he, people. I 
he was pr- he's the he's the only one I can remember talking to Beverly Hills nine one zero Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero about. So that's why I think of him as the biggest fan. You I guess. talking to him about it? Yes. So how did this go? Like, hey, Dave. What? Why me, the heck are you watching? Tell me that more show? about this show. I I'm watched fascinated. an episode of it and said, "Why the heck do you watch this show?" It's like I like it. Chicks are hot. It's fun. It's like, oh, okay. All Let's right. take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're taking another break. Well, this is the first break. Taking a shake and break. Shake, shake, uh, mix, mixing, mixing it up. Wow. Like a mixed drink. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Smooth. Yeah. That was smooth like a, like a smooth drink. The smoothest. What's the smoothest drink you've ever drank? Water. Water's the smoothest drink. Hold on. I take that back. A smoothie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you, you know, (laughs) you were so close. You were on the thinnest of ice, <laughs> which is made and of you water. You skated back to safety. Ice, not smooth, unless it's smooth ice. Well, smooth ice is perfect when you're listening to some smooth jazz. Yeah, you put some ice into that smoothie. You got double smooth. Too smooth. Too smooth. Is that a rapper's name? Is there a rapper named Too Smooth? Because there should be. There's nice and smooth. That's nice true. and smooth with a V. Smooth with a V, like JB Smooth with a V. I wonder if they're brothers. Probably. I would assume so. Yeah. Hey, we should get to the business at hand. We should serve up these people as if we were bartenders. Some information. Yeah. But what we're doing right now is all the dazzle. People don't want their yeah. drinks. We're they want to see the dazzle. They come up they come up to us super thirsty. Yeah. And they want to wait for five minutes. While that drink gets made for them. Yeah. It, it might take 10 seconds to make that drink, but we can take 10 minutes. To Razzle medazzle. Here's what people should do. They should take four seconds to type in headerentertainment.com slash cruising. Go to the website where all past shows are to listen to the entire archive of these shows. There's now well, 11 episodes. Listen to all of them and then go subscribe in iTunes. You can get them downloaded automatically for free as they come out brand new and leave a review five stars and then write something what should they write in this one real sure fun yes exciting inspiring exciting (laughs) also exciting there's also a phrase that will happen later in this episode two words should we spoil it no i just think that that would be a great review yeah okay you'll know it when you hear it you'll know it when you hear it use that as a review it'd be amazing also at the website, you can email us if you want to email us without the website, cruising at hatterentertainment.com, and you could donate to the show also, which we would appreciate. But speaking of mail, you want to read a letter? I would love that. Or I'll read it, and then you can hear it. I would love to hear you read it. This email... I don't read so good. This was an email from Evan F. Evan. Subject, when you cruise, you lose. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that is not what he said. What is the subject? Tell when me you the cruise, subject. you can't lose. Ah. Greg and Chris, you gentlemen are doing fine work, and I want to thank you most sincerely for lots of out loud laughter. When I'm having a rough day at work, there's nothing that brightens it like cruising with you guys. I keep going back into the archives and have enjoyed each of these episodes just as much the third time. 
Thank you. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both for the hilarious shenanigans. Keep up the good work. You've got a big fan out in California. You know who else lives in California? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Shame on you, Smoothie. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Kuglin. Yeah, Kuglin. Who the hell is Kuglin? Kuglin's Law. Coglin's Law. Coglin, that's what I said. The Boglins. P.S. Those are those toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> With the eyes. Does Tom Cruise live in California? Sure does. Okay. Los Angeles. P.S. P.S. Chris, I'm loving the G-Man Super Journal. Really smart, funny, and full of sincerity. All right. Greg just picked up pics, and I can't wait to see how the story progresses. I love the energy of your panels and your illustration style. Then it says, colon, colon, this email is not from the future, colon, colon. This is the best piece of mail I've ever received in my entire life. It's a good one. Thank you, Evan F. Thank you, Evan F. Not only for the great email, but for doing our plugs for us. Yeah. G-Man Super Journal. Learn more at ChrisGComics.com. Yep. Picks One Weirdest Weekend. Learn more at HatterEntertainment.com or PixComic.com. What else is there to say? Nothing to say other than uh, bartender, I'll have another. Well, I'll give you one more. Jared Osborne, our guest for this show, has a website. Of course he'd have to screw this up. That bartender have another was great. That was a great ending. Hold on. Hold that thought. Radiantcomics.com is where you you can see Jared Osborne's work. And uh, with that, let's say I was your bartender. What would you tell me? I'd say... Have a drink, please. And I'll say, last call. And I would say, well, what can I get here? What do you got? Would you like another? Another what? Like, what's on the menu? Can I see a menu? Last call. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You know what? I think I'm just going to go home. Never mind. Wait, before you go home, listen to the rest of this episode. All right. We're back, ready for round two. In one square mile of this saloon lies the greatest concentration of wealth in the world. Yes. Do you think that's even true? How was a bartender going to get his hands on any of it? This is the big time. Are you ready for the big time young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it. This isn't what I ordered. Look at him. He doesn't know how to serve a drink at all. Now, what was it that you ordered? This is his first day. Yeah. What's in that? He doesn't know how to make a martini. You will learn them all. But he knows yes. how to look Obi-Wan. good spinning bots. You get the box and you can see the color of their panties and you know you got to uh-huh. these are panties. Son, I'll make <laughs> I don't think that happens when you serve drinks. You guys working for me. This is a real opportunity. <laughs> 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 Have I a drink? My rum specialties, perhaps? Bartender with the line for everything. The bartender. Now, he's about to be swept off his feet. Sweep the leg! Sweep the leg! She was in the karate kid. What? <laughs> yeah. Alley with an eye. She was... Was she the love interest? Yeah. Side boob. Alert. This lady's gonna do a number on you, mate. This is more than just a one-night stand. You made a move on her? Oh, that's a deceptive... This yeah, because they're edit. not talking about the same girl. What the hell is this? That's for you. Ten thousand dollars. Spoiler alert. Is that all your Jeez. Worth? We you want to I'm buy your soul. I love you. I want to marry you. Throw this bum out of here. 
<laughs> Sometimes That's you gotta beat up the door. Right there, by the way. Is how hung up on money I am. But as for the way I feel about you, I need you to know. His eyebrows are something. This song is not in the movie at all. Those eyebrows look like Jack oh. Davis drew them. Alfredo on the head. You don't want that. Wonder what made him go with Alfredo? That was Alfredo over red sauce. That wasn't Alfredo. That was uh, like Turkey Tetrazzini or something. But he totally rolled with it. Yeah, he turned that into like a win. Wonder what made him uh, go with a cream sauce instead of a red sauce, though. It wasn't his White choice. Sauce. No, I mean the art director. I don't know. See, I'd like to. I'd like to break down this, a movie into the choices is, the is creators for, make. Is it time for cruise control? <laughs> we could go into cruise control. Because Give it me a sounds second. like he, he already has something he thinks he could do better. Let's uh, let's bring up the theme song for cruise control. Let's talk about what we change about the movie before we even talk about the movie. I think that's the way to play this. <laughs> change about the movie? We'd... Yeah, we're going to do our segment, our now legendary segment. What, what if the movie is perfect? Hold on. Maybe we should do Top Toms first. Nope, we're doing it. Because that'll give us a, a sense of the movie before we talk about what we would change. We are <laughs> about to enter Cruise Control. This is a story about control. Cruise And that's cru- That's the theme, the opening theme for cruise control. <laughs> you think that's cool, huh? It's <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Your face when you, when you heard the song told me that he, Jared thinks it's cool. Yeah, it's the coolest. I, I I was a little flabbergasted. I think that was uh, I was trying to fake cool, but then I went right into flabbergasted. So, Jared. Yes. You have a real strong opinion about what you changed about this movie. See, I don't, I don't know if it was a strong opinion about a change about that scene, but I want, I'm questioning I'm saying, why you're in control. With, what oh, I'm you, in control. Right, maybe not I'm change. going with a white sauce or a red sauce. This is in a scene where... I'm pretty sure it was both red and white sauce. No, that was a white him. sauce. This there, is a scene. First it was red sauce, then it was white there sauce. There was two dumps? In the trailer, you only saw the second dump. Hold ah. on. This is a scene where Jordan, played by Elizabeth Shue, has had it with Brian Flanagan, played by Tom Cruise. Because he's a jerk. He's a total jerk. He shows up at her at her work, which is a diner. Mm-hmm. He's trying to talk to her. She's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Other customers are like, uh, miss, hello, I need a straw. She comes out of the kitchen you with don't meatloaf get out of straw. and pours meatloaf She's, into his lap. She says, you want to see the specials? Yeah. And the other... The other uh, Customer. Customers are, I would like to see the specials. She comes back with two plates. She goes, well, one is meatloaf. She puts that into his lap. Red sauce. And the other is, I guess, I don't know what it was, turkey casserole or something, and she pours that on his head. That's the white sauce. Who who puts a red sauce on a meatloaf? You got to go with a brown sauce on a meatloaf. It's a ketchup-based sauce. It's red. See, that, that, you're right. I mean, you're thinking of gravy, and that's turkey. You're right. You're right. Happy Thanksgiving. But now now we're getting to the meat. The, the no pun intended. Of of yeah, because puns what, are the worst. <laughs> yeah, what Jared would change? It, meatloaf. You're saying For, first of all, meatloaf can mean any number of things. We mean it in, in the term, traditional but sense in the tra- of a the loaf tradi- made of meat. But like, well, well, no. But in that, like, <laughs> it my, can also mean a, my a mother never rock and roll singer. That's right. My mother never glazed the meatloaf with mustard. My mother told but that's me you better shop around, and you are still shopping. <laughs> I noticed. Right, yeah. Man, why don't you put some art on these walls or something? Come on, arts for bare suckers. walls. If only anyway, there was somewhere to get. Some art that was just waiting for somebody to buy it. 
The glaze art can mean a lot of things. Closets and forgotten about. The glaze is usually Greg, maybe red, you should but put the some sauce is on brown. <laughs> the sauce is brown. The, so, the the gravy on meatloaf is brown, but the glaze is red. So I would think if you, if if the meatloaf has any kind of gravy slash sauce on it, if it comes without a sauce slash gravy, it should be have a red glaze on top. Are you running for president of the cafeteria? Because this is like if it comes with BS a sauce talk. on it, the sauce <laughs> should be a brown gravy. No, it should be a barbecue or ketchup. You don't sauce. put barbecue on meatloaf. That's I a would. whole separate thing. I would. You would, but you're a madman. <sighs> yeah, man. I'm like John Ham. If there's a sauce that comes with it, it's brown. Disagree. Okay? Circle gets a square. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother would put mustard in the meatloaf, not ketchup. In and the meatloaf or on the meatloaf? It, not on the meatloaf. In the meatloaf, there would be some ketchup mess. Not only think she'd use ketchup mixed in, she'd mustard. And on top of the meatloaf, slices of cheddar cheese. That forms your cheese glaze on top of the cheese meatloaf. Cheese glaze? Cheddar cheese is good on everything. Don't, don't crinkle your nose at cheese. If you could see him, he must be one of those lactose intolerant people. You know people what cheddar cheese like is cheddar not good cheese. on? What? Hershey's with almond chocolate bar. <laughs> It's, 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 I think it's, you just nailed you, Jared. <laughs> it's the almonds that make it bad. Yeah, the almonds that make it bad. If you're going to go cheese, bread, and chocolate, don't have almonds in there. Yeah, that's it probably, strikes a, good, a, wrong that's probably note. a good idea. It strikes a wrong note. I wouldn't put cheddar cheese on a lot of things. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that classic moment. What, the cheddar cheese and uh, almonds? Almonds and bread was the other thing. What, do you, what classic moment is you that? You don't remember that? I ate oh, that Oh, yeah, I thing. remember that. Once again, <laughs> bullpen, verbal brinksmanship. Oh, that you guys! I thought that's why you were bringing it up. <laughs> Wait a minute! This is a thing that actually yeah. happened. This somebody, is a thing that is actually a happened. No, th- th- this is this is a thing that you really happened. You ate a sandwich happened. with chocolate and cheese. One day we're sitting around the bullpen. Isn't that at a Ween album? Chocolate and cheese. I- I'm going to assume right know. right away that Jared lost this round. <laughs> if it ends with him eating this horrible sandwich. Yeah, let's hear this story. I um. I was eating for lunch I mean, separately. Even if you've won, you've lost. <laughs> well, I lost in the original one, too. That's why I've lost now. Because I ate it. I'm referring to the original one. Yeah, you ate, like, if the challenge, if somebody dares you to eat this <laughs> thing, and you said, all right, I'll show you, I'll eat it, you, you lost if you ate that. And let's I'm saying this. I lost because of the almonds, you see. I'm giving you a specific story. Yeah, let's hear this story. You're not, you don't even care about my stories anymore. I, hear I remember this story. when you still care about my stories, At Chris. At the moment, I'm hoping you choke <laughs> on an almond and Bunch gives you the Heimlich to save your life. I want to hear this story. Go. Anyway, lunchtime in the bullpen one day, and I was eating for lunch chocolate, cheese, and bread separately. <laughs> Three separate piles of food. <laughs> Three separate piles of food. On the same plate? Or is um, some is in a bowl. I don't remember that detail. I assume the story's you know, falling apart. The chocolate was on its wrapper. Before our eyes. The so bread the chocolate was bar. on a plate. Your chocolate bar. Okay. And Thomas walks over and says to me, "That's the stupidest or strangest lunch I've ever seen." I said, "No, in France they eat chocolate and cheese and." Bread sandwiches. France. This guy's one of the coneheads now. <laughs> <laughs> so I made mine into into a little sandwich. 
forgetting that the bar had almonds in it. Not even, I should say, not even thinking about the fact that... Because I've actually had chocolate and cheese and bread before. It's okay. All right, so he didn't just say, I dare you to make a sandwich of it. No, I was showing off. Okay. I was hoist on my own petard. Right. Who wouldn't be impressed with this? <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm about to call you out uh-huh. on, the, on the cheese and almonds as the, as the problem. No, it was just the almonds. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say this. Who ate this here? Did you eat it? No, but I'm going to say this. On most cheese plates, if you're ever given a cheese plate, there are almonds on that plate. There's almonds, there may there's be. There's jam. There's no chocolate. But I'm telling you... Chocolate is the villain in this one. There may be... No, chocolate was not the <laughs> and villain. that's not a race thing. No. <laughs> chocolate was not the villain. It was the almonds. Who ate it here? Who's telling you the villainous part? So I took a bite out of it. Immediately, my face went... Oh. Hey, maybe say that into because the microphone so that... <laughs> I was making the face... I was making the face away from the microphone. You were Sorry. also saying words far okay. away from the microphone. I took a bite of it, and my, my face immediately went... Oh. There's that better. Much um, better. Tremendously. And Thomas, of course, started laughing at me. Yeah, because that's... Because <laughs> it was funny, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I was hoist on my own petard. Petard, indeed. <laughs> and it was the almonds that struck a wrong note. I took... A, I tried it again with without an almond, and it tastes perfectly fine, but it was too late then. I had already lost, as Chris pointed out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Chris. that's the story I thought you were no, referring to. No, not at to. all. I completely... That's, that's a weird... That's, that's a, a weird, synergistic what, combination. What were things. you referring to then? I was just thinking of what's gross with cheese. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> Chocolate is good with everything. Now, Chris, <laughs> what would you change? You're in cruise control. We're still in cruise right. control. We have. I haven't even changed anything yet. I've, oh, except I you thought know. you were going to change the sauce. I, you on were the changing meatloaf. the sauce and the glaze. You went through two or three different well, kinds of. Well, of glazes. course, I'd change this. I, the sauce would be brown. I was. I was wondering why they went with a white cream sauce rather than a red sauce. I would. I would want to see. Maybe I'd keep it the same, but I would also want to see because the plate of spaghetti is, with red see, this sauce. This is the is disadvantage to you gang. having not recently yes, rewatched. I don't the remember movie. every small. It detail, is also, but I just recently recently watched them. well you, you saw that you saw the second half of the yeah, I, I, as, yeah. I remember the whole thing it now is also it, not so. for us to ask the reasons why uh-huh but merely to but explain what we would change but okay well i i i may have I, if i may have gone with the classic spaghetti gag where you get the spaghetti all down on the face but then that would be tired and, and cliche ring. You yeah, would just you, be a hack. Who are so Hold fond? On. You of think the, the rest of this movie isn't hacking? The rest of this movie is all all of it's breaking new ground. <laughs> I think you're wrong there. Except for the, the it's okay to be yeah, a jerk. Except for message. the message that you it live tread, by. I mean, that's why I liked this one. The message is the it went to a place. These movies it's like Osbor- Osborne's go. Law. <laughs> it's okay to be a jerk. <laughs> that's a reference to the movie. From no, no, Coglin's Law. Coglin's I, I don't. Law. I don't believe that in real life oh, okay. because you have to look like Tom Cruise because well, that was. Part of the message. You don't of the believe movie. it in real life. It's okay to be the jerk. I would say only because you've spent your entire life proving that it doesn't work. Yes, it's also okay. Unable to, to change the synapse pathways you've already established in your brain that make you the jerk that you are. I if am you're a Steve perfectly Martin, perfectly nice guy, ninety percent <laughs> of the time. I just, I just feel free to be a jerk to people who are jerks to me. Oh, you can't see the look I'm shooting. Chris I think out. that's the golden rule right there, right? Yeah, Chris. That's why you wear. That's why I wore so the pink shirt. Are you giving up cruise control? Have you? Have you? We can go to Chris claim? and cruise Chris. control now. Right. You are now in cruise control. Look, Spaghetti is, on the head. That's my own. Okay. There is so much about this movie <laughs> that is just so perfect. And you didn't even get the message of it. Wow. That 
the only change I would make is just kind of more of the best stuff. <laughs> and we can, we're going to touch upon this in Top Toms. Should we do Top Toms inside of Cruise Control? Yes. Okay, let me bring up the theme song for Top Toms. <laughs> we're doing... He really wants to do Top Toms. J- Johnny Pun... Uh, Pun face? Lover. Johnny Pun Lover over here is going to really love this theme song. <laughs> Johnny Pun Face over here? Yeah. Pun Face, because I want to punch it so hard. <laughs> Get that clip from Master and Commander. <laughs> All right. This is Top Toms. You believe the name of this group is Top Toms? I, I believe anything now. But I, I want you to go to the Master and Commander movie and get the clip where he says, he who would pun would pick a pocket. No, yeah. I will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Top Toms. We just started Top Toms, and now you're trying to, Talk you're about trying to create Commander. and begin a new segment. Well, top Toms is just alliterative. We've already it's nested not... one segment within another. <laughs> speaking of I just nesting, wanna, you want to go wanna... three deep like Spe- Inception. Speaking of <laughs> nesting, Master and Commander stars Russell Crowe, a bird's name. And you could say that for your Russell Crowe podcast, Eating Crow. Oh, fool. <laughs> <laughs> and an there's a crow's crow? nest. <laughs> yeah. They've uh, we got to go into an chef. episode of Eating Crow. I don't have a theme song for it, but <laughs> Eating Crow, favorite Russell Crowe movie that you would eat if it was a sandwich. Let me see. I, I'm going to have to say Cinderella Man. That's your, that's your Russell Crowe sandwich movie? Yes. All right. Well. Russell Crowe movie would you eat as a sandwich? I don't really know many Russell Crowe movies. How are you going to do, do this show if you don't know? He did Gladiator, which I don't like very much. But would you like it as a sandwich? A Gladiator sandwich? Ooh, that'd be all sweaty. <laughs> no Or way. you'd be glad you well, ate you could her. Just, you could <laughs> just change the glaze, though. Hey, don't make me sing John Volby, okay? Oh, boy. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> all right, so what's your Russell Crowe movie that you would eat as a sandwich? Name... Um, I, what are the You're Russell the biggest Crow movies? Why don't you say Ma- hey? Why don't you say Master and Commander, your favorite uh, movie? Well, how about Master Noah's Noah's Ark? I'll I'll have a Noah's Ark sandwich. That sounds good. It could have two of everything on it. I'm gonna have a sandwich of whatever that movie was he was in with Meg Ryan. Oh come on! Like, You're making fun of me for not knowing Russell Crowe movies. You don't know the no- name of your Russell Crowe sandwich? No, movie? not no no not <laughs> no no. Uh, I Take would go breath. with L.A. <sighs> Confidential. That's Russell, Russell Crowe was in that one? Yeah. What kind of sandwich would that be? A noirish one. Come with lots of bullets to the head. Yeah. It'd be very noir-esque. You reading um, the latest uh, Sean Phillips, uh, Ed Brubaker, noir? Nope. Oh, jeez. You don't read comics. You're Is like, this a new segment? No, no. You're, you're one of We're my... We're leaving? Is this a new I podcast within a podcast I just hated a segment? That- that all my comic segment? book fan friends are old and bitter and don't I read, read comics. comics. There's anymore. comics on the table right there. A book called Stinky. How good. many? How many comics are in your monthly pull list? Quite a few. We could discuss okay. that after the, after okay. the recording. Okay. This is oh, not the a fade out. To That's the name of the new Brubaker. Oh, I know what Phillips it's called. Comic. I read the excellent internet. noir. Anyway, we're, we're out of we're out of noir comics, out of crow's nest. No, we're out. It's not crow's nest. It's called eating crow. It's called eating, eating crow. crow. Learn the name of your podcast. <laughs> we're back into top toms. Top toms. Okay. I got a list of these, man. A list. I have, I have one. Jeez, he's got no. You want to go first then? Sure. My I'll, one top. Your tom. one is probably on my list. Because here's the thing with this movie, I thought the first hour, pretty watchable. I like the way they spun bottles. That was stupid, man. <laughs> How about the first five minutes? 
They they pull over that greyhound. <laughs> just gets on. He gets on. They don't give him a hassle. There's no like, hey, hey, hang on a second, buddy. No, like, let me look at your. Yeah. Like, even if he successfully got on, I would expect that to take. What? At least five minutes of discussion. What the is the message to this movie? It's okay to be a jerk. Well, anyway, if you're Tom Cruise, uh-huh. I found there the first go, hour right on the bus. quite watchable, surprisingly watchable. They were surprised, like, "Oh, is this movie about the creation of like Fridays?" Except it's not, because Fridays is in this movie in a weird TGI Fridays is like a key location, which I had a lot of trouble with. I didn't notice TGI Fridays at all. Wow, that's the bar he first starts working in with Douglas Coughlin. He it's cannot believe your thought, lack of perception. I just well again, TGI Fridays. He thought Fridays. he knew you. Well, he doesn't know you at all. Not at all. If you didn't notice Friday, if you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. That so brought the first down, hour, huh? I hereby <laughs> quit the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I kind of want to just end it, but they still we still have more to do. <laughs> Play that at the end. Uh, Stay tuned for part two. Part two, did you say? We can't end the show in the middle of Top Toms before we've left cruise control. Part two. <laughs> That'd be insane. Be unprecedented. Un- there'd it's be no never been done. Fart two, yeah. the stinky fart. <laughs> this guy over here, you Bathroom Humor two. Jackson. <laughs> bathroom Humor Jackson doesn't like puns, but he likes a poop joke. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than Chris saying fart two. <laughs> I said part two. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said fart You're, two. You changing it to fart <laughs> is you doing a pun. That's good stuff right Sir. there. So the first hour, it's pretty watchable. Then the movie starts to crumble and funny. become pretty terrible. My top Tom is Tom Cruise is the houseboy for that woman. Uh-huh. And they go to that art show. Uh-huh. And he loses it on that art guy. Uh-huh. That, for me, was the best thing in the movie. That's on my list. Because everybody knows my opinion about art. Which is? It should be pushed into itself. And knocked over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was great that it landed on the guy. And then, like, the look on his face when he's, like, kicking the... St- it was just a hunk of scrap metal. <laughs> like, how would you even know that it was ruined? Art is garbage. That was great. Another of my top toms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think all three of us here agree. Art is not worth anybody's time and effort. Yeah, art is, like, the worst thing. <laughs> Why would anybody do it? I mean, if you're going to do it, all make it... And put it away. All yeah. it's going to get it you is an entry on put your calendar. Drawer. <laughs> Somebody's Make got it. a phone call. Yeah, I know, but I'm ignoring Who is it? Doesn't matter. Who's interrupting my top Tom? The telephone Nobody. is ringing. Is that my mother on the phone? Is it Tom Cruise? It might have been Tom Cruise. Oh. Hey, he should know not to call yeah, while he we're should, recording. He should call at a more convenient time for right. us. Let's go through your list of top so, Tom. Okay, immediately following the incident in the art gallery... They walk outside, and Bonnie, yeah, right the the woman who's who's keeping him, yes, right. They're they're going back and forth, and he's saying, "Yeah, I'm done, I'm done." And she slaps him in the face, <laughs> yeah, really hard. He bends over, and he like stomps his foot in anger. And it's something about the way, just you know, the subtlety of the way he plays it. Not, I don't know if it's subtle because he stomps his, his foot so hard. Well, he stops himself from beating the crap out of her. Well, yeah, there's that. He shows restraint like a gentleman, like a real gentleman. And but then, but then channeling it into the stomping of the foot, I found that very satisfying. All maybe, right, maybe that's the part of me that fights the war. What else? You know, what else that is it resonates list? with. I think you definitely want to jolly stomp a few people. What else is on your list? Um, 
Okay. St- staying in the same vein of of the the fisticuffs, he beats up the doorman. Yeah. At the very end, when uh, he comes to reclaim Jordan <laughs> from yeah. Jordan's father and butler. So he walks into the place, and the doorman is instructed not to let him in. But he slips past the guy, sneaks into the elevator. The door's shut before the doorman can get up. Eventually, the doorman catches up to him after he's in there talking to Jordan. And the dad is screaming, at the, I told you not to let him in here. The doorman immediately switches into enforcer mode yeah. and starts attacking him physically. Well, he he really gets the punch when he grabs Jordan, and he's like pulling her away. That's when Tom Cruise comes in and socks him. Yeah, yeah, knocks him down completely. Yeah, one punch. I wish you could He's have like seen Lee. Greg throw that punch as he said, socks him. It was quite powerful. Yes, yeah. yes. Like a regular Cinderella man over here. <laughs> and, uh, okay, now I'm, now I'm going back to the top of the list. It gets more boring when Chris just reads from a list, doesn't it? Going, telling you my top the, toms. Is this how the rest of the podcast is when I'm Haven't not here? You've been here the Chris, whole time. This is exactly I mean, other it ones. It's been like this the whole time. I know, and it really slowed I, it right down with that I list. told you he'd try to sabotage our podcast <laughs> like this. This guy's Sabotage. I'm trying yeah. to make it better. You're like the Beastie Boys over Did there. you say <laughs> sabotage? I say sabotage. It's sabotage. What's next on sabotage. your list? Sabotage. What's next on your list? Just like Captain Kirk says right. it. My, my, my actually, we still got to get to... to uh, top of the list. My ultimate top tom. When he first meets Jordan, she comes over. To the, he's in Jamaica. He jumps the bar. bar. She says, "Is there?" She's asking if there's like a doctor or an EM. Or she's just like, "I need help." Like, my, my friend's passed out. Or yeah. he just he puts down whatever he's doing. Jumps probably the bar. A drink. He jumps the bar. Runs over. There's a group of girls surrounding the one girl who's passed out on the beach. Yeah. Tom puts his hand on her forehead. Puts his hand on her face and says, "She's gonna be okay." <laughs> That's that's a G.I. Joe the movie science. Saves the day. Yeah. Well, he knows. He knows he what's up. He assesses the situation with nothing but touching her face a couple of times. He's the hero. He knows. She needs to get some water. But he does say, somebody call an ambulance, yeah. you know, just in case. Just in case. I thought that was great. He had, the, he had his ability to assess and diagnose the situation. It was fantastic. Then we have a montage of his romance that unfolds with Jordan while they're in Jamaica together. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll wake up. Jared's not a fan of romance. This nope. is the part where boy meets girl. Yeah. And there is a scene where they're driving in this Jeep. There's a scene, really? And she's uh he's trying to sabotage every yeah. every sentence now. As I go sentence I by sentence. I figured the first three I wouldn't sabotage, but now we get into the dozen here. Uh... Jordan emerges from, I think a bathroom break gets into the jeep. They immediately start making out. Think she was going number and one while or number make, two. And while making out, he starts driving away without turning to look at the road or anything. That's Jamaica, man. Those yes. are the rules. Shortly after that, okay, so that's a top tom. The driving without looking. Shortly after that, they're splashing around and wrestling. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> on the All beach. his scenes have violence and wrestling in them. <laughs> she, is that where she swept the leg? This is where. No, this the leg sweep happens later, but this in this scene, they're they're spl- they're splashing around, they're they're waiting around, and he does what can only be described as a version of the rock bottom to her. He like picks her up, <laughs> it's o- it's almost a choke slam directly into the water. And I was like, well, that's pretty unexpectedly brutal. 
for, you know, play flirting fighting in the water with your Once girl. Once again, showing off that he's a jerk. All right, you got one more? He's got like six more on that paper. We're going to need another break and then a break after that. Come on, Chris, you get one more. Then we're moving over That's to it. The, That's all, right. all my top toms. What do you got, Jared? Top what are your toms? top toms? My top tom, my, my Matrix moment. Mm. Matrix you know, moment? You know he was considered for the role of Neo in the Matrix. Whoa, Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's trivia. I've, I've heard ma- Matrix moment isn't my saying. As it's way it to me. In the very first Matrix movie, um, the climax of the movie is at the end when Neo realizes that he's in the Matrix and can do anything, and the bullets fly, and da-da-da. That's the... You're waiting the... If you ever watch the Matrix again, you're waiting the whole movie for that moment. I'm never going to watch the Matrix again. And it, you can just watch the Matrix moment, and it's just as good. But, but the Matrix moment is that part for some movie that you're waiting the whole movie to see. We call those moments Top Toms. I know. <laughs> So what's your top Tom for cocktail, your favorite movie is of all time? when she comes back. To, when you realize that being a jerk has paid off. Because in that scene with, uh, he never gets, even in, you expect, it's that moment when I realize that he's, ne- he's never going to redeem himself. That's the whole point. There's no, rede- Tom, if you're Tom Cruise and you're a jerk ah, I just and you're handsome, you a, never a really redeem his armor. yourself. Oh, there's plenty of holes in his armor. Are you kidding me? At the end of the I movie, I wouldn't even call it armor. Tom Cruise gets up on the bar, and, write, and recites a poem to his pregnant lady, and he—it's his redemption poem. But that's after he he's already got her. That he's a, he was a jerk, and that he wishes his—if he has a son—that he's not a jerk like him. But he's still not changing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He changed. No, he opened he, up his he bar. He got well. He got the woman without changing. And then they get the coda in there that like, that gives romantics like you and Chris a little hope that he's changed, but he hasn't changed. Uh, this guy here, I'll, I'll agree, he hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. However, and I would that say mo- he's my not... top Tom is when she comes back to you, him, and you realize he hasn't changed at all. There's no redemption for I him. I agree, he hasn't changed. He starts off as a nice guy, and he does not change at all. He remains a nice guy throughout the whole movie. Oh my! <laughs> she finally sees it. Ah, his only now, flaw. now this is some he serious. Just, he just six sensed you. This this is some He's serious. Been nice the whole time. This is some serious fight in the war stuff. Is this going some serious? On now I'm is inside this some serious? Chris's head. You're saying this, this is some, some serious. serious? You're from, saying this is some serious. Is this some this serious? Some serious stuff some serious. right here. This is some serious some looks serious. inside some serious. Chris's some head. Serious. You're saying this is some serious. This is some serious some stuff. Serious. Right is this some serious? Yes. This I already said my top Tom, right? Stuff. So yeah. now we got to go back to cruise control. Yeah, hold on. Let's get out of top Toms. I don't want to get out of Chris's head because now I'm seeing the movie from his point of view. This is what you bought an iPad for. Holy cow. All Just right, so to make those clips. Now we're in back, into back into cruise control. Cruise control. We were on you, right? Shh, let's see. We talked about the sauce. That right. Jared would have changed. And then we were on you, or, you, or was it me? I don't remember. I think I'm going with red sauce. I've decided. I'm, I didn't like the white sauce right there. Here's what I would change. I was, I was on the fence before, but now I'm definitely going red sauce. I have two changes. One surface, one, like, guts. Okay. Surface. I would get that song Kokomo out of this movie. <laughs> that song is terrible. 
And the but fact that, that told they, me when this movie came out. I mean, oh, I remember. <laughs> I was 12. And the fact that they went from Coke in the movie, they went from Kokomo right into Don't Worry, Be Happy, like back to back. Uh-huh. That seems like that should be punishable in some capacity. Wait a minute. Oh, that's right. That means it was I was 13. All right. It was 1988. It's yeah. like you hate the late 80s. Some of it. That, those, that song, Kokomo, is not good. And I will not, I will not stand by what you say it was. <laughs> Jared, are you saying you like Kokomo? I'm saying I'm not saying I like Kokomo. I'm saying it was appropriate for cocktail. Now the guts of this thing that I would change. Look, play any reggae song. <laughs> any reggae song. Tell me how reggae would be appropriate for Jamaica. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Tell Shot me how reggae would be appropriate for a mainstream 1988 Tom Cruise movie. I'm You're wrong. Sure, I'm pretty sure reggae was an existing musical genre. It that was, had but it was in nowhere near the mainstream. Kokomo, give me, a, come on. Anyway, that was as mainstream as it gets. Uh, UB40, ever yeah, heard, of heard of UB40? The reggae band. UB40 UB is is the band that reggae <laughs> lovers make fun of as being mainstream, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> I think I just won that round. <laughs> the guts, <laughs> the guts that I would change is, and again, this is when the movie completely just sours. He's in Jamaica. And I know that because I used to listen to UB40. Everybody did. <laughs> I, just, I just got extra points on that round now. <laughs> you got extra points for giving us that look inside your you head got, about Tom yeah. Cruise being a nice guy. You got so mad when I said UB40. And two seconds later, he said that's you because to UB40. Tom Cruise that's leaves New York. That's because your ignorance upset me. Because his, his best friend feigned ignorance did you fall for yet another one of my traps <laughs> yes you did <laughs> i fall for him an awful lot don't i i would change brian flanagan from being a sucker to being an actual man <laughs> the fact that he continues to tolerate doug coglin coglin shows up years later in jamaica he's like oh my best friend and they're like chums yeah i i that's one of the notes i've written down and then it continues my friend, that way. my only friend, my best friend. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> it is. This guy screwed Tom Cruise's character. Something in this movie was absurd. Their relationship is the most broken thing I've ever. I, I can imagine. It's and almost it, like they're jerks. No, it's not that they're jerks. It's that it's just a flawed... one of them is a jerk. See, yeah. one of them. The other one wants to be Michael Caine. The the no the, the one that wants to be Michael Caine is the jerk. He's the jerk. You were fooled into thinking. That he successfully subverted Tom Cruise into becoming a jerk. I'm I'm really enjoying the fact that uh, Chris relates to the Tom Cruise character in this movie so He's much. He's the one you're supposed to relate to. But Chris sure. really gets inside Tom Cruise's head because that's who Chris thinks he is. See, with you, there's a, verne a veneer between you and Tom Cruise. But with Chris, there isn't. He is Tom Cruise. Look at the outfit he's wearing. The black he wearing, t-shirt. He's, he's, wearing, he's wearing a very Look. flowy shirt. He dresses, every episode he dresses like the Tom Cruise character in the movie, so he's wearing white <laughs> linen pants and a, and a silk shirt with yep. a pattern on it. So, yeah, you're right. Chris gets into character. <laughs> I appreciate you complimenting my physical appearance, Jared. Yet again, thank you. Something else I'll say about this movie, and I think one of the reasons why it's not that good. Hey, hey. It's not. <laughs> we it's have the Tom Cruise shirtless the scale. Reasons. He is shirtless in this He's movie. He's shirtless, but you don't really... You don't really see much not, of his shirtlessness. Not enough cruise boobies for you? Every Tom Cruise movie, except now for... Th this would be... I guess he is shirtless in this one. There's only two where he is not shirtless so far, and those are lesser movies as a result. 
Those are legend and the color of money. For me, there's cocktail and there's everything else. <laughs> and you don't even drink, right? No. Yeah, me neither. But there's other shirtlessness in color of money and this movie yeah. that makes up for... Yes, for the lack of you know, Prue's shirtlessness. Like, more than makes up for it. Yeah. yeah Even though I you know, haven't watched Cocktail in 20 years. Yeah, give it a shot. No pun intended. It's still no my favorite No pun intended, right? Because you do a shot in a bar. Shots. Chris, you are in cruise control. I would have just made the fight scenes expanded. Do you know right. even, even uh, Again, like I said, it, it, they're high points. I, would just, I just wanted more. Like, the artist, you like, he defeats... It to he defeats to fighting tale. <laughs> sure. <laughs> just, just curious, since you're both New York City guys uh, for years now these days, do either of you know how to work cruise control on a car? Yes. I just did it a couple uh, last week. Okay. Just curious. Chris? Uh, well, I, I, I did it years ago. Uh-huh. As I recall, it was a button. Uh-huh. And I'm, uh, you know... If we if we have a car right in front of you, we right a car now, right now. And said set the cruise control. Would you be able to do it? I think I could press a button again. Okay, because it's more than one button. Now I I know that it's you know maybe egotistical of me uh-huh. to think that I could figure out how to. I press I mean the, the buttons button. are labeled. The button that says cruise control on it, I'd probably press that. That just turns on the cruise control. Then you've got to hit the button that says set once you get to your. Desired cruising speed. Speaking of hitting buttons, we're out of cruise control. We're back to cruising together proper. Now we can really discuss. Did anyone else on these uh, podcasts discuss actual cruise control with you, or did they just let that go Jerry, by? You're the first. We're out of cruise control. <laughs> I know, but I want to know if they discussed cruise control, not cruise control. We're out of cruise control. <laughs> we can no longer discuss it. it Boy, is, he's a tyrant, isn't he? It is verboten. Yeah, I use the word verboten. Did you learn that from the invaders? No, I learned that from uh, Johnny Verboten. Ah, because I learned all my German from the 1970s invaders comics. Gotten Himmel! Verboten! No, Johnny Verboten was a guy I went to school with, and he just was like, My name means you don't say it. I mein said, no, Gott! That's what they always said in the invaders all the time in the 70s. That is proper German. <laughs> in the 70s, German <laughs> changed over the years. Fraulein. That's right. That's right. Fraulein. Mein Freund. It cannot be. <laughs> it is a ghost. A ghost from the past. The Englishman called Union Jack. That's what Hitler yelled once. And for some reason, I remember that from my childhood. But he yelled it in English. That son of a bitch. Not uh, German. So that's how I knew what it meant. Read some Invaders from the 1970s. You get some Frank Robbins art, some uh, Roy Thomas writing. Good stuff right there. Do they ever say Fraulein? They, uh, they do say Fraulein a lot, too. Now, especially right. when, uh, what's her name, Warrior Woman showed up. The the, the two uh, German Nazi villains were what Master this Man to do with and cruise Warrior control? Woman. <laughs> Nothing. We're out of cruise We're not control. Talking about exactly. Cruise you stop talking about cruise control. Exactly. Now but Frank Dra- Robbins now drew Warrior Woman now in this Frank dominatrix Drebin. gear, and it was Frank the first Drebin. time I'd ever seen dominatrix what was the name gear of the guy in a comic book. Frank Drebin was supposed to be when he was singing the national anthem. Enrico Palazzo. That's right, Enrico Palazzo. All you '70s Invaders fans know <laughs> all about Warrior Woman, okay? You know what I'm talking about. The Even if these young this, guys don't, who have one secret person wars on their shelves, it's you listening to your own episode. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, 
I didn't even hear what Who you said. Who created the invaders? Thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. <laughs>